Today's episode of the North Forker Podcast is brought to you by Peconic Bay Medical Center. Join PBMC for the Northwell Health East End Walk on May 19th at Tanger Outlets. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the North Forker Podcast. I am Grant Parpan, and this week we are playing a conversation that my colleague Michalina DeFont and I had with Hellenic snack bar and restaurant owner George Gennaris. Uh Last week, we uh, invited George in on the um, launch of his new cooking channel, A Warehouse Chef, that's A-W-A-R-E, House Chef. On YouTube, and uh, George is uh, doing really great things on there. He's, um, you know, it comes from it's not just promoting his restaurant, it's not really promoting his restaurant at all, actually. It's uh, promoting healthy eating and uh, using the sort of skills that someone who owns a restaurant might have uh, to pass along to people to apply at home. Uh, we asked George uh, why he came up with this, and it, you know, it really seems to be uh, from a place of wanting people to eat better, uh, wanting people to be uh, better cooks in the home. And taking all that he's amassed and, you know, his family's owned that restaurant for more than four decades. And uh, he's a guy who grew up in kitchens and you acquire so much knowledge and it's about sharing that with the world. Uh, So without any further delay, here's George Daenerys talking about A Warehouse Chef, his new YouTube channel. I love to cook. And when I'm not working, I'm usually cooking for my friends or over their houses and we're Especially in the summer when we have the ability to go out and get fresh seafood and fresh produce from the local farm stands. And when I come to my, when people come to my house, they're like completely enamored by my ability to cook volumes of food quickly and easily. <laughs> and, um, and I always push uh, an all natural organic approach to, to eating simple quality ingredients. And I noticed that a lot of times I would go to friends' houses and that's not the norm. They, they, they struggle to be able to make simple recipes. And I've, a lot of people who I adore and love are getting sick for reasons that no one can really explain. They can't pinpoint it. Um, I feel, based on my heritage and my ancestry, that there's a direct correlation with quality eating and quality of life. I just didn't see that being the norm with, with the pressures that we have in society and how difficult it is to keep up with two active uh, physical workloads, work, workforces in a house. And, you know, it becomes very difficult for people to cook. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to offer for my own family's and friends' sake a solution to that problem. Mm-hmm. Show them how to make really simple recipes, really quality, and, and take advantage of the pricing that you can have and volume from either a club warehouse or online um, mm-hmm. so that you can afford to buy organic ingredients yeah. and the difference that it actually makes and also incorporate cooking techniques that I've mastered for decades. Yeah, I mean, how, how old were you when you started cooking? I mean, obviously, uh, give a little of the family history here. <laughs> so, yeah, I started working in the restaurant when I was 10. Well, And so I was, so that's going back, what, 1980 when I started working in the restaurant. By 16, I was full-time cook. Wow. So, and I was com- continuously surrounded by cooking my whole life. I mean, that's how it was. Um, so I learned a lot that I noticed, to me, is like second nature. And I'm watching people, I'm like struggling with certain things. I'm like, you know, I could really help people out, but I don't have the time for a YouTube channel. It's a huge <laughs> commitment. People do not understand what's involved with it. It's, a, it's enormous. So... 
And then one day, I'm, I, you know, and I, I talk about this in my intro video to my channel. I'm, I walk into Costco and I'm buying all this stuff for the restaurant. And I see bags of flour with warning labels on them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, don't touch it. Wash your hands after you use it. I'm saying to myself. It's terrifying. It's insane. Yeah. And I, I, I said, you know what? That's it. Enough. I got to really share what I have, at mm -hmm. least for the benefit of the people who are around me. And that's it. I, I sat down. It was actually over the past uh, December break. I, I took a break in December and started in January. I'm start filming. I said, oh, "How hard can it be?" Oh my god, <laughs> it is enormously labor intensive. The whole yeah. process. I mean, each one of those videos that I put on my channel, or I don't know, takes in the beginning took me forty to sixty hours hmm. between shooting and editing. It was crazy. Um, and then I said, "Okay, I can make this. I could probably simplify this process a little bit." And I and I did. But I, I knew that I would never be able to do this over the summer. Like my goal was, all right, shoot two videos a week, skip a week. You know, shoot two videos, edit, take. And I was like, there's no way I could do this in the summer. It's crazy. Yeah, it's so heavy lift. It's yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna do 17 videos to make sure I can get through the summer with it because I want to release one a week. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. I really buckled down and did it. So. Wow, so you actually accomplished all 17 videos or in the process of doing that? No, they're done. They're done. Yeah, 17 oh videos are done. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And how long did that take you? So it took me between around 40 hours a week average. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, to do that. Yeah, for, not for each video. 40 hours a week for probably to, to do two videos. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and, 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 you know, who knows? I was up, sometimes I'm up till 2, 3 in the morning <laughs> and learning about the whole YouTube genre and, you know, how do you get your videos up there? How do you do thumbnails? How do you connect? <laughs> I learned an enormous amount, you know, yeah. proper editing. A couple things that, you know, it's I might actually do a channel one day about how to do videos by yourself. Cool. I think that's how we learned a lot of what I mean, like, yeah. you know, podcasting something new, like, I, you know, I'm someone who started out just as like a print writer, you know, to learn all these things. It's like, that's where you go. You go to YouTube now, you know, <laughs> right? no, it's a wonderful yeah. resource. As a yeah. matter of fact, I mean, I'm not trying to be negative in any way, but we just got rid of cable or dish network. We did the same thing. It's, like, it's not necessary. Yeah. I'm happy to watch YouTube videos. I actually will learn something. Yeah. yeah. You know. I, I'll admit I'm a cord cutter myself, but I, I kind of cheat by I ask my dad for his optimum login <laughs> so so I can still like watch Mets games and stuff, you know. <laughs> so I log into the apps. Once I hit that paywall, I'm like, oh, what's dad's password again? <laughs> Luckily, he's got like my son's name in his password, so it's a little easier. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what, what are some of the um, – I know so – just to kind of recap with some of the ones that you have up already, you have one on uh, buying in bulk. Mm -hmm. um, you also have a couple uh, related to knives. Um, that's a big one, the knives, right? right? I mean, how often are you somewhere where you see someone like kind of cooking and you're like, how are they using that knife? <laughs> right. It was funny because he has, he has a real story behind me learning how to use a knife. Um, my, my father... I, I, when I was a kid, I was really into magic. My uncle knew some really cool card tricks, right? So he showed me some some moves that you can do, and I was like, "Wow, that's so cool!" I spent, oh my god, countless hours trying to master what he what he was showing me. My father looks at me, he goes, "You really good at that?" I go, "Yeah, thanks." He said, well, "How come you don't know how to cut with a knife?" <laughs> and he goes, "You know," he says, I, "Every time I watch you, I'm like afraid you're gonna cut yourself." Like, what do you mean? He goes, you're not doing it right. He goes, do it like I'm doing it. And so he showed me how to use a knife. He goes, but here's the trick. He goes, do it really slowly, like mm -hmm. like slow motion, like stupid slow. Like, don't do it 
like uh, intentionally make it so slow you don't you, you, you feel uncomfortable right and then what happens is the muscle memory kicks in and you no longer have to think about what you're doing mm -hmm. the motion actually becomes extremely natural one of the biggest problems is people don't know how to use a knife and if they did we think we'd, we'd have a billion dollar industry get flushed down the toilet we <laughs> need three quarters of the gadgets would be gone right yeah. see you later food processor yeah. yeah yeah i was watching you do it though i mean that's not slow-mo now you got it down to a science man oh, yeah you were it was like, really cool to see actually yeah. it's like looks like you know fast forward mode or yeah but it's it, again anybody can do that I, I sit down with with all my staff and i and i t train them and i yell at them i said listen don't because you're going to cut yourself. You, right. you get frazzled. You're going to hurt yourself. And now everybody's doing it. You know, they, and, I, and after, that's another thing, too. You don't want anybody cutting themselves because then they're out of work until that heals. Mm -hmm. And you don't want – and usually it's going to happen in the summer, right? So that was the first like, order of business, like learn how to use a knife. But if your knife is dull, mm -hmm. right. now it's really useless because you can't cut. So you're forcing motion. The physics are going out. You can, you can really hurt yourself. So you need a sharp knife. Yeah. Um, so you kind of, I mean, that makes sense. Then you kind of intentionally start with the basics, right? With having some of the mechanics down. Yep. Uh, so what are some of the other, uh, things you're going to, you're going to cover as the, uh, 17 episodes going to be? Well, one of the like most important things is, is it cracks me up because I'm under direct authority of the health department and they have very strict and stringent rules that I have to follow. Mm -hmm. Right. But you don't. Yeah. <laughs> which is insane because you eat most of the time at home. you're not eating at my restaurant all the time mm -hmm. you need to know what the proper temperatures are for to have a safe safe meal but not only that if you use thermometers properly you're cooking you'll become a pro chef because the temperatures will be right where they're supposed to be but what are those temperatures mm -hmm. and unfortunately quality food isn't the temperature that the health department tells you to be at there they want you to be safe at a safe yeah safe right so if you've hit that temperature it's already well done right <laughs> right but there's ways that you can cook your food at slightly lower temperature and then save it in a container that will make that the temp it will keep cooking mm. so those, that's one example of some things i'm going to show you the other mm. thing is you know Everyone thinks that if they take some soapy water and they wipe down their cutting board, that it's going to be safe. It's not going to be safe. There's bleach solutions. Um, I'm going to do one episode, and I'm looking forward to this one. It's called, You Should Be Dead on Thanksgiving. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> because according to the health department, the way we treat our, our turkey, none of us should survive. <laughs> you know, there's specific rules to how you... What temperature you bring it at, what temperature you store it at, and what temperature you, you, you keep it at when it's done, the leftovers, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody does this. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I want to you know, show people that you know, this is the right way to keep and store your food. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I think that's important. I mean, I feel like most intimate. I don't know about you, Michalina, but when I'm like uh, – you know, doing dishes after I cook or something. I'm like, you know, sometimes you kind of rush in. You're like, did I clean that enough? Like, I get kind of like neurotic about that. You know, when I'm even like storing food in the fridge, I'm like, yeah. did I do that right? I don't know. There's, there's specific rules that are involved, and I don't see why they're not applicable in a household. Yeah, it's great. People just probably don't have access to or don't even know that those rules exist, or don't think about the fact that. They should exist for everyone, not just people in restaurants. Right, because they're, they were actually, these rules are called, this HACCP, it's H-A-A-C-P, it's an acronym. And it was actually developed for NASA by Pillsbury. Wow. Because they knew that they could really get sick. And I was, what do you do if you get oh sick God. in outer space, right? Yeah. So yeah. The, they really do work, but nobody other than a professional restaurateur or right. service industry, food service industry, knows about them.
So that's one of the that's one little facet of what I want to show people. That's uh, great. Do and there's other thing too, like you know, you, you you we all go out to the farms, right? We buy parsley and dill and all this great stuff. And how many times have you bitten down and gotten some dirt in your mouth? Man, I didn't clean that properly. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you clean this stuff so that, cool. that it, you know if you have it at my restaurant, you don't come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So I want to show you how to clean your dill, how to clean your parsley and basil, and all this stuff, so that there's no soil on it. There's awesome. a trick to it. So that's one thing that you'll see in an upcoming episode, and um, and then some pretty great and unique food combinations that really make a huge difference. Simple stuff like people are afraid to cook lamb, for example. Because lamb has uh, it has a gaminess to it. Well, I, I do a video on show you how to completely remove the gaminess of lamb. Gone. Mm-hmm. You know, simple. So that's the kind of thing that I want to do. And also, like we spoke, you spoke earlier about the bulk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you do if you're a family of two, three, or four, and you go to Costco or yeah. and you come back yeah. with you know twenty pounds of X? What do you yeah. do with it? Yeah. And and how you know I'm, I want to give recipes like oh you have all these ingredients let's figure out how we can make food for the whole week where we don't have to throw any of this out and yeah. waste that whole savings. Yeah, yeah. Even your the video that you already have published um, when you talk about buying in bulk and you're showing how to kind of meal plan throughout the week. I think that's great. People need to know things like that so that we can buy in bulk, buy the best ingredients possible, and then use as many of them as possible. Exactly. That's what it's all about. You know, it's about awareness. It's yeah. about becoming aware of, because, you know, again, why is, why is eating properly? Why did that become the hard way? It's crazy. Yeah. It's so true, though. Yeah. yeah, it really is. I mean, people just, it's just so much easier nowadays to just, oh, I'll just get takeout or something. Like today, we were like, you know, we were due for some shopping. It was like, neither of us has time for some shopping tonight. Like, what can we do? Like, we literally had to take an inventory before we went to work this morning. Like, all right, let's just pick up some stuff to make a sauce. We got some pasta in, you know, like, but it's like, you know, it's it's just to, to find the time to actually sit and talk and plan ahead of like what you're going to eat. I mean, like, we're guilty of not always doing it in our house you know yeah most I mean, people i think would feel the same way yeah yeah so then you end up just going and, and then it gets expensive too you're you know getting takeout or whatever i mean but that's my question for you too is uh, i mean you don't want people to be too good at home right and then they don't have to come out to the restaurant i mean <laughs> actually you know what honestly i i just i i want people to go to quality restaurants yeah you're going to go out to eat get the same quality food that you're going to get when you know that you're preparing it at home mm-hmm. Now, I'm not trying to shoot anybody down, but in the fast food industry is a dangerous industry. Mm. Um, they're using products that they're, you know, because when you're selling something for five bucks or whatever, it, you're not putting extra virgin olive oil. You're not, yeah. you know, so I want people to say, hey, you know what? You know, this oil is good for you. This oil is bad for you. If you do go out, like even if you come to my restaurant, like, I'm not terribly proud of the fact that I... I have soybean oil in my restaurant. I'm doing everything that I can to eliminate it mm-hmm. from my restaurant because it's not a good oil for you. So if, if I had it my way, there was two things I would never serve in my restaurant again is fr- French fries and sodas. I would, I would love to eliminate that. But how can you do that? It's hard when yeah. the demand is They'll kill you. So You'll high, get, yeah. you, the negative Google reviews alone will put you out of business. <laughs> yeah. But if people become educated, right? right. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden soybean oil and sodas are these things that all of a sudden flatten out. And now all the restaurants have to mm-hmm. collectively turn around and say, hey, we can't have this stuff in our restaurant anymore. Mm-hmm. The price drops. Right. Because mm-hmm. people are educated. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let me tell you, I look at customers day in and day out that I've served for 20, 30 years I don't want to contribute to their demise in any way. Right, of course. Yeah. You know, I just... Yeah. Yeah, you know, you um, you brought up Google reviews, and I know that's like a huge concern for a lot of restaurant owners that I talk to or, you know, chefs, and just you got 
the Google review, the Yelp review that just kind of can really hurt your business. Yep. Um, now here you are actually using social media through YouTube in a way, in a very like, you know, and it's not all about your business, but it's, you know, you're using social media as your friend. Yeah. Um, how aware are you of that sort of thing? Like, you know, the, the negative side of social media and when people are, you know, trashing you on something like Yelp, is it a, is it something that, you know, that you think about or pay attention to? By the time we get done with this interview, I'll have three reviews to deal with: either Yelp, TripAdvisor, Facebook. <laughs> do you, and do you do you respond? And I, I respond to I, I respond to everyone that I'm aware of. Right. Yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden, TripAdvisor for some reason doesn't let me know anymore. Mm-hmm. So I haven't looked at TripAdvisor in months. But Yelp, uh, Google, Facebook—they let me know right away. I respond to every single one of them, both positive or negative. Mm-hmm. My, my advice to anybody listening is this: look, go to the owner first. Yeah. And see how they treat you. Yeah. If they respond and solve your problem, great. Right. Yeah. Then it's solved. Yeah. If it happens again, then I would probably trash the place and say, hey, you know what? I went there twice. The first time, they're not taking care of this issue. So be aware of it. It's almost like a public service announcement. I get it. But if you do go to a place and you enjoy it, put a positive yeah, review. Yeah, absolutely. That's all. Just yeah. say something. Po- like when I have a, a, an account, I only deal with Google reviews because mm-hmm. it's easy. I give five and four star reviews only. That's mm-hmm. it. Unless the place is blatantly horrific and they've, they've yeah. done something so bad that no one should go there. Mm. I think out of the however many reviews I have, I have like two of those. One of them is in Wyoming. So <laughs> you know, keep it away. <laughs> that's it. Just give positive reviews. And if, yeah. and if it's negative, deal with the owner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deal with the manager. And if they're negligent or they ignore you, then go yeah. do yeah. what you got to do. Right. You know, you tried. Yeah, I mean, we'll see that too. We'll we'll write a story, and there'll be something a little off about the story, and somebody rather, you know, they'll be commenting about, oh, they screwed that up, and not even saying what we screwed up, right. or like, and had they haven't reached out to me, it's like, up, oh, you know. I, I don't want to screw anything up. I don't want to have a fact help, wrong yeah. in a story that we write. Like, please reach out to yeah, me, you know. Absolutely. But I, I, I'm guilty of just ignoring the the haters and not responding a lot of the times, you know. But I guess you can't really do that with a restaurant. Well, I, I invite them to tell me specifics. If they, mm-hmm. you know, I hate when I get this three three kind of reviews. I hate obviously one where the guy you know, all of a sudden they're the, 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 the food connoisseur on the planet, right? They, they're just doing it to have enough friends and enough views on, on Yelp to have a, a, some stupid Star rating. or whatever, yeah. <laughs> Can't stand those people. Whether they give positive or negative reviews, I don't like them because that's yeah. your opinion. F- food is very personal, right? right? I don't like that. Second thing I really don't like is when people put a star, whether it's positive or negative, five or one star, and they don't tell you why. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's like that doesn't help anything. Yeah. And the, the third thing is that I that I really dislike is when people have the opportunity to make it right, and rather than face someone like a human being, they trash them online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I can't. That that those those are the ones I usually don't care. I care about the least, and most because most people will read them, and they don't care either. Like oh, that guy's an idiot. You know, and then so they walk away from it. Yeah, a lot of times I see business owners that, like respond to those types of comments saying, "I wish you would have said something in person while you were there. I could have tried to make it right." And people then realize as they're reading through, like, you know, this guy should have just, or guy or girl should have just said something while they were there, and it's it's obvious. Yeah, why does it have to be a guy who was uh, being negative? You said girl. (laughs) (laughs) You and George are saying guy. (laughs) I find, like, I mean, I find those social media sites, like, I find Google and Yelp is just like when I'm traveling, I use them really. I'll like kind of cross reference the star rating. I I don't use it to comment ever. But I'll, I'll use it to be like, oh, okay, you know, this is like a 4.8 on Yelp and a 4.7 on Google. Like, 
probably pretty good, you know. And I use it as that to just kind of. I do a lot of scouting when I travel. And I, I do too. See I what, actually always like will yeah. review or or search for reviews for places when yeah. I'm traveling, and then I usually actually do leave a review if it's really great. Um, I just feel like it's good to do like when you're traveling. And yeah. To, like but that to, to me is like the mo- I put in more planning to like what I eat when I travel than yeah. I do any other part of my vacations. It's true, because you're not cooking. And yeah. That's another thing too that that really stinks because I, I invite you to go and look at my Yelp reviews, right? Mm-hmm. If you go in chronological order, mm-hmm. I, I think the last time I got a negative Yelp review was months and months ago. They're all five-star, right? Mm-hmm. That's great. But if you search it, I have a four a 4.0 on Yelp. Mm-hmm. And I don't, it never seems to move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they have this whole algorithm where I have like hundreds of five-star reviews that never make it. Because right. they mm-hmm. think it, they're fake. They have this crazy thing going on. That's yeah, strange. So I don't know. But I think they're stupid. They're the biggest idiots of them all. Because what is, their, what is the goal of Yelp and TripAdvisor? To get people to come to their sure, site. To people to go to businesses, yeah. Right? yeah. To, no, to, oh, to their, to, to to their, their site. Yeah. That's their whole purpose. So mm. if they were smart, rather than give a, a number of stars, they would give number of reviews. So if one place has 5,000 reviews, well, how do they do? You have to go to their site to find out. They don't even dri- they're not even smart enough to drive the traffic to their own site. <laughs> right. You put a number on there, you don't even go look. Oh, 4.3, 5.4.9, I'm going to 4.9. You don't even read why. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty true. Yeah. They're yeah. morons. <laughs> uh, so, so getting back on uh, topic, sorry, I, I'm fascinated by Yelp. I had to ask you while I had you. <laughs> um, is there a particular episode that you're really kind of looking forward to, Want really want people to see? Oh, absolutely, mate. I, I, you you said it and it popped right into my head. I do one with my son. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. and, uh, and it's not one of these trying to be one of these touchy feely father son moments. It's like mm. my son is 17 years old and he absolutely adores true authentic ramen. Mm-hmm. And he spent years perfecting this ramen recipe. I said, wow. would, you, would you give that recipe away and do it online? He goes, absolutely. So we did a whole episode together. Oh, cool. And it was just, it was awesome. It's oh, a lo- cool. it's a longer one because he, I let him take control. Mm-hmm. So when, I, when I'm when i like filming, I say, okay, I got to be careful how long I say what I say because it's hard to edit. Mm-hmm. Right? People have a very short attention span. You don't, they don't want to see a 45 minute show on ramen noodles. Right. So, yeah, so I had to, um, yeah, I just let him take the reins. So that one's a little longer. Mm-hmm. I hope people stick with it, though. Yeah. It, I mean, Sounds amazing. It's I can't wait really to watch amazing. it. It's really amazing. I'm going to steal that recipe, too. You should. I know, we all yeah, are. Yeah. I can't wait to make it. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> the good thing is that I give all my recipes online written mm-hmm. uh, on my website. Mm-hmm. So you can have a written written version of it as well, which is mm-hmm. which is kind of nice. So That's a really nice session. Like, it's actually very rare to hear a chef doing that, like, actually giving their, rep- their recipes away in a way. Yeah, and um, even, like, fantastic. one woman said to me, she goes, you're not going to give away your recipe for the salad dressing. I'm like, actually, I did. I, I gave it away, but I did the full 100% organic version, mm-hmm. which is a really awesome salad dressing that you mm-hmm. can use on seafood because everything. And that's coming up, too, where people can, you know, very excited for that. that. Yeah. Cool. Was your son, uh, you know, an influence on you on doing this in terms of social media? I mean, I think like you know, I my son spends like you know as much time as I'll let him on YouTube. <laughs> you know. Yeah, both of my kids are that way too. My mm-hmm. oldest as well. But when my my oldest had come home from college and and I showed him the first video, he had like a he had like a you know come to Jesus. Moment. I was like, Dad, he goes, we really got to work on these videos. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what's wrong with me? Because well, he goes, what they're way too long, and you you just you you got to cut, cut, mm-hmm. cut, cut. So I said, okay. So he was, a, and then my youngest was like, you know, try try changing the camera angle here. <laughs> you know, it's kind of cool. You know, go with weird camera angles and. 
And so he motivated me to spend more time. He's like, put put the camera in the oven as you, you know, mm. putting the food yeah. in there, kind of a thing. So he helped bring they helped bring me somewhat to the to the twenty first century. Yeah, really yeah. cool. You, yeah. You, so what's your kind of your, your setup like? What kind of equipment are you using to do this? Oh, it's it's great. I mean, I'm a little <laughs> bit of a perfectionist uh-huh. when it comes to stuff like that. Uh, even though you probably won't notice it until you get to the latter part of my videos because mm. I'm getting better at it. But it's a crazy setup. I. Um, there are four stationary cameras that are that are that never move, and then there's three other cameras that I use, like one on the stove, one you know, handy cam, GoPro kind of a setup. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, so it's there's seven cameras. If you ever want to try editing video with seven cameras, that is a huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We well, also you got to line up the audio and get yep. the lips to match when you're. Yep. Yeah, yep. the audio separate, and the the biggest key. If anybody out there wants to do a good YouTube video, hands down, it's not the quality of your camera equipment, it's the quality of your lighting, mm. hands down. Lighting makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. 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 So you are lighting these videos. And- oh, God. Dude, my lighting, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I got like, studio lights everywhere. I mean, there's inexpensive studio light. You don't have to go spend $1,000 on each yeah. light. Um, but yeah, well, lighting. And I use a color meter and... Now I'm getting into color checkers to make sure because all the cameras have different, mm-hmm. you know, same cameras, different angle, way different colors. Right. So I'm trying to get them all to line up a little bit. And uh, honestly, towards as I'm getting better at it, they're, they're starting to look like Food Network quality videos, like the, yeah. the filming anyway. Yeah, I'm like, wow, this is this is pretty cool. I watched um, a, a famous I don't want to mention it, but I watched a famous the chef on Channel 13. Mm-hmm. Same kind of concept, multiple camera angles, and I'm looking at them going, "Man, I'm doing better than they are." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've always, I always think about the chefs like really want to cook when they're not working. You know, like ever since I saw that movie uh, Chef with John Favreau, he's yeah. like, he's got that nice setup. I don't know if you saw that movie, and he's got that, he's got that great. Uh, kitchen and he's got like you know Scarlett Johansson he's seducing making her grilled cheese or something yeah. you know I'm like I'm like but does this guy really want to cook when he's not working I mean so I'm, I am kind of surprised that you cook that much oh man I love it I, I, I mean I can and, and I'm always coming up with these crazy recipes that blow my family away they're like how did you how did you think of that and I'm saying to myself you know I always wanted to have that level of of, of, of instinctive uh, cooking with guitar, but I could never play guitar. But <laughs> yeah. I understand when you see people play guitar, and you're like, how do you do that? How do right. your hands move like that? And it just becomes second nature. However, there are some fundamentals that people need to grasp. And that and that's, again, what the channel's about, is showing people some, some really cool fundamentals that'll make them pop very quickly to a much higher level of, of cooking. Right. Yeah. Cool. So. Well, George, I appreciate you coming down and uh, talking to us and sharing your info. You want to give a little plug for how people can find it? Yeah, um, you can either visit me at my website, which is the word aware, A-W-A-R-E, house chef, all one word, squish, squish together, no spaces, aware house chef, or go to youtube.com forward slash aware house chef, mm-hmm. or just go to the Hellenic restaurant website, whatever. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm as, you know, my Facebook page, it's everywhere, but it's aware, A-W-A-R-E, not warehouse it's mm-hmm. in a warehouse chef yeah very yeah. cool well thanks for coming by and thanks for uh sharing uh, your info with everybody thank you for having me really appreciate it thank thanks, you thanks 
All right, so that was George Janaris joining us, and uh, he's just such a great guy. To know George is to love him. I mean, really, just he's a great storyteller, um, such a, a passionate uh, person, and uh, we loved having him in here and uh, would love to welcome him back another time. Everybody, check out A Warehouse Chef on YouTube. Give this man some views. It is a great resource to uh, improve your cooking game. We all, I think, can use a little help in that area. And uh, to uh, be able to absorb knowledge from a guy like George is uh, very special. So uh, we thank him for coming in. We also want to thank our sponsor, Peconic Bay Medical Center. The East End Health Walk is happening on May 19th at Tanger Outlets in Riverhead. Thanks for listening, everyone. Mm-hmm.